Hi, my name's Jason. I'm the senior pastor at Chilton Church. We hope all our messages will help you connect more fully with God's love, grow as his follower, and share his hope with those around you. Thanks so much for joining us. Well, welcome to everyone. And if anyone has slipped in uh, during the worship time, it is fantastic to be with you. Uh, My name is Jason. I'm the pastor here. um, And it's great to be able to share with you what is the last in our mini-series that we entitled Introducing Jesus, Introducing the Person of Jesus out of the Gospel of Mark, uh, which affords us this incredibly close and intimate introduction to Jesus' life and character and person. And we even looked last week at Jesus' mission and heart and calling. And we said last week that it's very difficult to really have intimate connection with somebody when you don't really know what makes them tick, when you don't really know what drives them, what motivates them, what they're passionate about. And so, you know, in life and in relationships, one of the things that we look to do as we have relationships with people is to understand them, to understand... (coughs) what they're passionate about, why they are doing the things in life that they're doing. And it's amazing how as you come to understand that in somebody, it just pulls you into a deeper place of relationship with them. And we looked at how God actually wants us to understand his mission in the world, not just to understand it, but really to come to appreciate it and to welcome it and to love it. Uh, And just by way of a short recap, because it's important for today, uh, we looked at the mission of Jesus as as sort of encompassing two facets, two two spaces to the, the mission of Jesus. There was the mission to reveal two key realities for people, that the time for salvation and restoration for people has come. And that we have now this incredible window of opportunity for us to come into relationship with God. But it's a season. It's not something that will be open and available forever. For as long as we are alive, and I trust that we all have some more living to do, okay? For as long as we are alive, this is the season for us to be responding to God until he comes again. And so either we will die one day and go to stand before God, or Jesus will come again and stand before us. And at that moment, the season, the time which Jesus announced has now come, comes to an end for us or for all of us as Jesus returns. So the time is now, we looked at, for Jesus' mission and ministry. We also saw that he said the kingdom has come near. The reality of the kingdom of God, that which is in heaven has broken into this world through the life and ministry and power of the Holy Spirit in the ministry of Jesus. And he teaches on that and he demonstrates that. We see how the realities of the kingdom, which will be ours ultimately and completely when he comes again, are already manifesting themselves, displaying themselves, becoming evident in the world today. And we are fighting to see more of the kingdom of God expressed on the earth. That's why Jesus gives us that prayer to pray. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
We're in this fight right now where we are trusting to see the realities of heaven manifested on the earth today. So the time has come, the kingdom has come near. And then he calls people to two responses. To repent, which we looked at is to change the way we think, to change the way we think about God, our values, our goals, and to believe and trust in Jesus. And so this is the ministry of Jesus, to reveal the kingdom and to call people to repent and believe in him and enter into it. And it's amazing because almost as soon as Jesus begins this ministry, he begins to invite people to do it with him. And the reason for that, we discover, is that this mission of Jesus continues long after the earthly ministry of Jesus comes to an end. And it's now for us as God's people that we are entrusted with this mission of Jesus to tell one another, to tell everybody, the time has come, the kingdom is near, repent and believe in Jesus. This is the ministry of the church, and it's the ministry actually of every disciple of Jesus. And so we're going to look at how Jesus now brings people into this mission that he had for himself. So if you have your Bibles, we're in Mark chapter 1, going to read from verse 16. Uh, The verses will be on the screen as well, but I know sometimes it's nice to scribble in your own Bible. Don't scribble in the church's Bible if you're using those, but if you've brought your own along, you can scribble in those uh, and highlight them to your heart's content. Okay, Mark chapter 1 verse 16 says this. As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. And verse 17, come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. In verse 19, when he'd gone a little farther, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John in a boat, preparing their nets. Without delay, he called to them. And they left their father, Zebedee, in the boat with the hired men and followed him. Here's the key thing that we need to grasp out of this passage uh, this morning. To follow Jesus, to walk with him, to be his disciples, to learn from him and imitate him, means that we are going to need to pick up new purpose in our lives new vision for our lives. We have to leave behind certain things that might keep us from our focus and attention on Jesus or keep us from the mission that he has for us. Now, for these disciples, it was a very physical thing that they had to do. In order to physically be with Jesus where he was going, they had to get out of the boats that they were in and actually be with him. They didn't have FaceTime and and, uh, video chat, you know, WhatsApp video chat in those days where, you know, they could say to Jesus, well, Jesus, you know, I'm going to just Skype into the next message that you're going to do because I've got to be on my boat today and helping my dad bring in the fish. You know, it, it didn't operate like that. In order to be able to learn from Jesus, they had to physically be with him. For us, it's different. God can go and does go wherever we go. When we go to work, 
when we go to school, when we go to clubs, when we're playing sport, when we're hanging out with our family and our friends, when you're commuting on the train, wherever you are going, God is able to be with you. We don't have the same physical limitations that they did because the Spirit has now been poured out on the church. For us, the challenge is an inward challenge. It's a challenge of distraction and a challenge of focus. Following Jesus means being able to let go of the things that are a distraction from us, being able to give him the time and attention that we need to in order to be his followers. So I'm not sure if any of you have heard of a monkey trap, a monkey hand trap. Have you heard of that? So it's a thing that they do to catch monkeys. And um, what, they, what they do is they can take a, a coconut or something similar to that, and they hollow it out, and they cut a hole in it that's just big enough for the monkey okay, to get his hand in. And then they put something in, like a sweet or a banana, and the monkey puts his hand in the coconut, grabs the sweet, doesn't realize this is chained to a tree, and now can't get his hand out. Could get his hand in, but can't get it out. And it's stuck. And they don't let go of the banana. And it's a lot like us. We, stick, we see it, this thing, that maybe God doesn't want us to have. But we kind of look at it and go, oh, fruity nut chocolate bar. That sounds pretty good. You know, I'm going to grab myself one of those. And now I'm stuck. And actually what we need to do to get free is let go of the things that God never intended for us to be holding on to. See, God wants intimacy with us. And he wants us to be at work with him in the world about his mission and his ministry. That is God's vision for your life. And so the question is, what for you is the banana? the fruit and nut chocolate bar that you are holding on to that right now is a distraction from your focus towards intimacy with God and being on mission with Him. God has challenged me about different things in my life, in the different seasons of my life around this. There have been times where God has said, Jason, Netflix is getting in the way of our intimacy together. You need to scale back the Netflix. Okay? Now, I'm sure that none of you have the problem of binge-watching Netflix late into the night. Okay? But, but for me, at certain points in my life, that has been a challenge. And God has said, Jason, you need to scale that back. Or Amazon Prime, or whatever it is that you are subscribed to. Okay? Which can be good things. Or at other times, sport has been a distraction for me, investing properly in community. And the sports that I've tended to enjoy have tended to be solitary ones. You know, surfing, playing golf, rock climbing, which you shouldn't really do as a solitary sport. Okay, but things that I would do. And, and I realized there have been times where God has said, Jason, you need to scale that back. That focus, that's something you need to let go of if you're going to follow me. There have been points in my life where fear has been something that I've actually held on to. You might think, how can fear be something that you hold on to be a distraction to your intimacy and mission with God? Well, I realized I was allowing fear to be an excuse 
for disobedience in my life. And that really challenged me as I recognized that. I realized I was saying to God, God, I can't do that. I'm afraid. And he had to say, Jason, you've got to let go of that excuse and come and follow me. There have been times where God has had to say, Jason, you need to let go of your sense of entitlement to your time and to your resources. I realized that it was robbing me of rest, which again, you might think, how is that possible? How does holding on to your entitlement to time rob you of rest? Well, I realized that what I sometimes would do is God would say, Jason, I want you to do this, this, and this, or I want you to spend this and this time with me. And I'd say, okay, God, yes, I'll do it. But I wouldn't let go of anything else in my life. So what I did is I added to my life. But there's only so much you can add to your life before your life starts to get very full. And then I started to resent God for calling me to do all of these things that were now taking up all of my time. And God said, I wanted you to do these things and you have plenty of time to do them, but you need to let go of the banana. You need to let go of the fruit and nut chocolate bar. You need to let go of the Netflix or the sport or whatever it is that's the distraction so that you can have the time to do the things that I'm calling you to do. And unfortunately for us, as we look at that scripture, we need to recognize this is not just a teaching for the 12. This is not just a teaching for leaders and pastors and missionaries and and full-time workers. This is Jesus' call to all people who want to follow him. To be a Christian means to be like Christ. That's what the word means. And it's actually a word that was given to people who were living like Jesus. And it was first used in Antioch actually as a bit of a a swear word. The Christians, the people who were like Jesus, the Christ-like ones. To live in intimacy with our Father and to live doing the will of the Father on the earth, which is an amazing way to live. It is an amazing way to live. In Mark um, chapter 8, if you have your Bibles open, you can flick forward a couple of chapters. Mark 8 verse 34, we see this amazing sort of call of Jesus to all people. He says, then he called the crowd, that's all of us, to him, along with his disciples, that's the 12, and said, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross, And follow me. Whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me and the gospel will save it. So this is to the 12 and this is to all of us. Jesus is inviting us into a rich, abundant life with him. But we can't lay hold of it if we're trapped by the coconut. Okay? Anyone listening to this online is going to be slightly confused. Okay, we'll have to put some pictures on the website um, to be able to illustrate what I'm talking about. Okay, but there are things that we need to let go of in order to enter into the richness of life that God intends. We have to lay down our life, our hopes, our dreams, our desires, our aspirations that are separate from God. It's not wrong to have hopes and dreams and aspirations. We've been built to have them. It's just God wants to be the one to author them in us. Because then they will be holy and right 
right for you and draw you into intimacy with God, not separate you from him. Whoever is willing to lay down their life and prioritize, interestingly, Jesus and the gospel will save it. You can't have one without the other. You can't have deep, rich intimacy with Jesus without picking up the mission of Jesus for your life. Because it's his heartbeat and it's his heartbeat for you. It's a bit like saying, I love you. I just don't like what you're doing. And I don't like what you're about. And I don't like what you stand for. And I don't want to be with you when you're doing the things you love. (laughs) Imagine you said that to your spouse. (laughs) That would be a real challenge. We'd be having to have meetings together. Okay. God wants intimacy with us. But intimacy with him means being with him where he is and partnering with him in what he is doing. It's an amazing thing to be a part of a community that's growing in intimacy with God and on board with God's mission. That's when church transitions from being helpful and interesting to life transforming and world changing, which is what it was in the early church as they got this. I'm not sure how many of you have heard of Jim Elliott, famous missionary who gave his life for God and for the gospel. And he is famously known for saying this. He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. When you let go of the banana, of the chocolate bar, of the whatever it is for you that is keeping you from God, when you let go of it, knowing that you could never really have it to to begin with, you couldn't keep it. When you let go of it, you are now free to grab a hold of the kingdom and everything that God intends for your life. So I've got a, another example here that I could show you. You know me liking to pour things into things. Um, so let's let this cup represent your life. Okay? And I'm going to fill it here with all of our own personal, aside from connecting with God, hopes and dreams and aspirations. Okay, so we're pretty full. We've got a gap. We've got some space, but we're pretty full. How many of you like good coffee? Quite a lot of you like good coffee. So if I was to make you a cup of coffee like this, sort of fill the glass with water, and then fill up the gap, what have we got here? <laughs> it's, someone said rubbish, I think. Okay? It's pretty insipid. It's, the color has changed. It's different, but it lacks the strength and the body and the impact that the full-bodied full caffeine, rich filtered coffee is meant to have. Okay, so let's, um, let's pour this out and, and perhaps start again. Okay, so now if we can empty ourselves of those things that are a distraction, now God can come and he can fill us up with what is rich and strong and powerful and full. And now when we drink of this and other people 
taste of what's going on in our lives. They don't get something that's insipid and weak and watered down. They get full strength Jesus, okay? Um, they get full strength kingdom. And that's what, that's what Jesus is saying. He's saying we want undiluted connection with God. But in order to have undiluted connection with God, we've got to do some emptying out. And it's the process of becoming empty that actually enables us to become full, full of God. And so the question that I have for you this morning, as we go into this ministry time, what is it that's in your life right now that's a hindrance, a distraction to your intimacy with God? What right now is a hindrance, is a distraction to you being on board with what God wants to do in and through your life, in and through us as a community? Maybe for you, you need to make some time for God, which means letting go of some other things. Maybe for you, there are some sin issues that you need to deal with and let go of. Maybe for you, there are some things that God is saying, I want you to let that down so that you can pick this up because I need you to step into that for you and for the whole community that is around you. And we begin to let God be not only our Savior, but also our Lord. I, I was lying in bed last night and I was thinking, and He is God. It, it, it seems to feel more powerful in my head than saying it, okay? <laughs> he is, he is, he is, he is God. He's not, he's not one of the Marvel superhero gods. Okay? He, he's, not, he's not just a great idea. He is the creator of the very life that is around us. And he is the one who is saying, Guys, girls, ladies, men, I need you to let go of this so that you can pick up what I have for your life. Will you trust me? Will you think differently? Will you repent and trust me and believe in my ways that you can have full strength Jesus in your cup? Amen? Does that sound like something worth pursuing and going after. Okay, I'm going to pray for us in a moment, but perhaps I can invite the worship team to come up. And what we're going to do after I've prayed is we're going to invite people to come forward for ministry, which I'll explain in just a moment. But perhaps I could invite you all to stand as I pray for us. Could I do that? Let's stand together and and Father, I want to pray for us now. You know what's in our cup. You, you know the water that's in our cup that right now makes it hard for us to get full of you. And I thank you that we don't lose ourselves as we let that go. But we actually find who we truly were created to be as we let that go, and we allow you to fill us. And so God, I pray by your Holy Spirit, you would move among us, 
just come and touch our hearts and our minds and our spirits, that we would have grace from God to let go, to repent, to release anything that's holding us back, that we could position our affection on you, Jesus. And we, we call to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to find out more about the church and how to connect with us in person or online, wherever you are, please visit our website at www.chiltonchurch.org.uk.